The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it's 2.33 on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, and you know what? You see his work all around the city of Edmonton. If you travel downtown, you see it every day, especially right now. But you might not know the name behind the artist. Uh, his name is Slavocek, and he is a metal artist, a master at traditional blacksmithing, as well as modern techniques, and he joins us in the studio this afternoon. Slavo, so nice to finally get you in here. Well, thanks for having me, Jay. It's a pleasure. I want to uh, start just, you know, uh, go back a, a little bit. Um, you came to Canada as a child. As a child, yes. In 1968, uh, my dad was a bit of a rebel rouser and (laughs) saw the writing on the wall and uh, when the tanks moved in he decided to get the family out of there so uh, and that was Czechoslovakia that was Czechoslovakia at the time uh, and so he had some relatives in uh, Germany Mm -hmm. West Germany because it was divided at the time and uh, basically they left with a suitcase saying they were going to a wedding and that really and that was it, yeah. And then so he, he did a little bit of research in terms of uh, he's got a mechanical engineering background. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of research, and Edmonton came up uh, in his search, just because the the oil boom had was just kind of going, and he thought, well, you know, there's always room for a mechanical engineer in an environment like that. So uh, yeah, they Canada took us, and we showed up in '68 in the winter of, and <laughs> January of '69 was the coldest 30 days uh, of 30 below weather. On, on, I think on record. So it uh, it was a, a cool introduction to Canada. Now, what did you study in school? And I'm going to get, every, you know, yeah. just hold on, Chedville, because I'm going to tell you the stuff that you're going to know of Slavos, and you're going to go, what? This is the guy? I mean, yes, this is the guy, but I want to get a little background on you first. What did you study in school? Well, I did, uh, after I finished high school, uh, I did marketing at Nate. <laughs> and uh, so what I did in the summers while I was in high school is I worked for a gentleman who uh, had a, a designing and manufacturing company that did commercial Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one in Canada. He had from Vancouver Island all the way up to Prince Edward Island. And so I would work for him in the summers and I was sort of introduced to, you know, design structures uh, because a lot of the, the Christmas decorations had like a tubing and rebar construction. So I had a little bit of introduction to that. And so when I finished my marketing uh, diploma at Nate. Uh, one of the things that I learned in marketing is that competition is a good thing. <laughs> and so I uh, actually incorporated and set off on my own. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to make a, a big splash. And a big splash a big you splash. did. And those big splashes can be seen right now as you're driving down into the River Valley. If if you're looking up on the TELUS building, yes. those Christmas trees, yes. those Christmas trees, those are yours. Well, the, well they're not yours. They're, you don't own them anymore. I was the brainchild. I was the idea person. I was the one that pitched it to management. And, and much to my surprise, they didn't say no. How so, long ago was that? Uh, that was the... Between the winter of 85 and uh, 86, so 85, 86, so um, a long time ago. So what made you at that point say, okay, we need something to, we need something on that building? Well, an interesting backstory on that is um, when we first moved to Canada, we had uh, an apartment in the inner city and my bedroom window looked out at the CN Tower. That's right. And uh, I was really, as a, a young child, sort of inspired by the movement of light and so I knew that when I eventually this all sort of melded together and I wanted to do something big, I knew 
that I wanted it to be not static. I wanted it to have movement. So, and I also wanted it to be simple, almost mm -hmm. naive enough to just sort of pull at the heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And I think I think it did that. Well, I, Thirty years later, 30 still years doing later. it. Yeah. So I think I think it just strikes all the right chords that it resonates with people. Did you make the frame? Well, what I did is I laid out the pattern for them. Okay. And it, honestly, their engineers took over and made it happen. Like, they were so wonderful as a team to work with that, um, yeah, they basically, I just said, I'd like it this way, I'd like this sequencing, and uh, the rest they did. So when you now, 30 years later, drive down that hill, and let's say you look over and you see that 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 light flashing, and our friend Glenn Kubish wrote a, yeah. wrote a beautiful article um, on I think it was on his blog about uh, you know kind of lighting up the night and, and 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 the movement of light all around this. What do you feel How, when you look at that? What do you feel? What do you think? It's almost surreal. It's almost like I'm removed from that. Like the first couple of years, it was just like, oh, that's so cool. But it's almost like it's a community owned now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just so many years that have passed that it's just uh, it's just it feels like it's not. Not it's real. Just, it's it's just not there. real. It's just it's there. So Slavo, when when that was done, yeah, and you kind of went on. You you went into blacksmithing. Yeah, it's, metal it's, work. It's weird because I've always had an interest in art, and I had a great high school art teacher that encouraged me to pursue the arts. But you know, the, the, sort of the pragmat pragmatic side of me sort of said, "Well, I go into business and yeah. you know earn money," but. Uh, even while I was running my Christmas decoration practice, um, I did actually go back to the University of Alberta, and did uh, I did fine arts yeah. as well. So, uh, and then I just sort of started to tinker with metal. Um, How does one start to tinker with metal? Well, this is this is going back even before <laughs> IKEA had you know metal curtain rods, and, yeah, yeah. and and people would say, well, you know, you're working with metal. Why don't you make something interesting for me? And honestly, it, it just sort of snowballed. The right people saw it. Um, there was a, a gallery owner that approached me after he saw my work that said, look, we should we should do an opening for you. And it was on, on White Avenue a number of years back. And then architects saw it, and it just sort of... It progressed. Well, I'll say it's progressed. I'll say. Um, I'm just going to throw out a few of the other things that you've done. Sure. Uh, now, you've done, uh, you've been quite busy. Um, you do stuff at people's homes, whether it's um, uh, the the railways, the grand, stair the grand staircases, yeah. that sort of thing. You've been very busy at a number of uh, local restaurants doing work there. I think you did the uh, the railing at the old Sidetrack Cafe, too. I did. Too. That was actually one of my, my, one of my first... Uh, sort of commercial jobs was. Yeah. Um, and that was fun because back then we still had gravel roads around here <laughs> and the mandate was to kind of make it look like it's been a, a, yeah, yeah. a while. So I actually chained it to the back of the truck, drove it down gravel roads and then <laughs> did the patina on it. So it looked like it was instantly weathered. And, and So did you end up teaching yourself how to do this? Yeah, yeah completely self-taught. <laughs> Isn't that dangerous? <laughs> well, no, no, it's not dangerous. I mean, well, I guess yeah. There's there's propane involved, so I guess there would be sort of a small element of danger. But if you studied fine arts, out of all of the things to decide upon yeah. uh, to go into, you chose to work with steel. Yes. Why? Well, it's actually it's it's a really I consider it a humble material because it's 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 one of those materials that it could be used in industrial 
aspects. It could be used to make things of beauty. So there's kind of like that line in between that it just, it's it sort of pulled, pulled me in. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, depending on the finish you do to it, it's just, it's, it's got so many possibilities. So when you look at a hunk of steel, yeah. what do you see? Uh, a lot of times a bison. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the bison. That was that was something else. You were commissioned by the city yes. to do a piece for Prince Edward, Prince Edward. when he came when, to town years when back. When he was here um, as a delegate for the Commonwealth Games Summit. So actually prior to that, I had done a couple of other bisons for the city to take on their trade trade missions and, and delegations that went mm-hmm. off to our sister city in Harbin, China. and. Uh, um, you have a bison in Harbin, China? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And one in the Netherlands. Oh. Yeah. So. so when that came about and they said, um, okay, let's do this, you were there to help present it to Prince Edward as well. Uh, that was kind of a surreal thing because I'm in this lineup, this this sort of greeting line, and, uh, you know, with the Governor General Lois Mitchell and all these dignitaries, and I'm kind of the last print- yeah. person to shake his hand, but it was just, it was... One of those sort of once-in-a-lifetime moments. Would you say that a bison would be still some of, or maybe your favorite to make? It is, actually. Why? Well, I think it's just because it, it just like it's, it emerges out of this solid block of steel. And uh, I think it just, it, another thing, it just it resonates. You know, we've got Elk Island Park mm-hmm. here. And it's just sort of almost synonymous to the region. So is that why when you were first commissioned or when you first thought, okay, what am I going to do for Harbin, China and for these other places, that, that was, was the that, reason? That was the reason, yeah, just because it was sort of associated with the area. Wow. Yeah. I've seen them. It's still, they're, they're beautiful and they're, they're majestic. And when, 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 you, when you see whether the small ones or bigger ones, yeah. um, the strength of the bison is there. It doesn't matter. You'd think you'd need a great big one, like something that's out front of, you know, something on Jasper Avenue, but yeah. you don't. The, no. the strength and the power is there no matter the size of it. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. And, and it, it's it's like the last ones, the last series that I did is kind of just on a polished steel open base so mm-hmm. it gives it slightly a little bit more of a contemporary feel yeah so one of the other things that i know certainly being the voice of the edmonton eskimo 630 chat is uh you were um you made the horn didn't you i did i made the the big air raid siren and <laughs> um that actually we, we can thank chris sheets for that because um uh, he is the one that uh, put me in contact with the Edmonton Eskimos and uh, basically they said you know here's the mechanism let's do something spectacular and how long ago was that this, I think this is going on three years now okay yeah our good friend Joyce Lab- La- uh, Labriola Labriola yeah yeah that's who I worked with on that so Mark Schultz my former co-host his, his wife right, his yeah wife. okay and again so Will you make whatever somebody asks you? I mean, because when you look, and I've seen some of your work, some of these beautiful, ornate uh, entranceway doors and, um, and and fencing and all this, will you make whatever people... Absolutely, whatever people want, and uh, basically any design style. So it's it's I kind of get a feel, obviously, you kind of want to meld it with the architecture that's going mm-hmm. on, the design palette in the home. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of my, spe- my specialty is to make things look like they were pulled out of a palace in Monaco. If anyone has been to the um, the hotel, what is it? Is it the Double Tree? Yes. The the, the Double, Double Tree, Tree by Hilton. The Double Tree by Hilton. There's a there's a spectacular 
what do you call it's it? It's an abstract sculpture kind it, of at the back wall. Yeah, yeah, on the back wall, and it looks almost like two bodies entwined. Yeah, it's called Dance at Solstice. That's so it's, yours it's, as well. That's mine as well. And they came to you and asked you to do that? Correct, when they were doing their big renovation and uh, rebranding. So take take that compare it to the to the bison completely completely different and i know because i've been lucky enough to be in your studio a couple of times there's different i think different tryouts of 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 that one um where did the thought with that one come from do you know what they actually kind of gave me carte blanche on that uh in terms of they wanted it certain size dimensions and they they knew that they wanted uh um, sort of a polished steel, yeah. but in terms of uh, the design, they basically I did a small maquette for them and, um, and that was it. approved by the the board. And how hard is it? No pun intended. To to work with steel to make something that I think all of us look at as hard and um, non bending to make it into um, something that swerves and curves and um, shines and, and sparkles? Um, well, it, it actually bends quite easily when it's molten. So <laughs> it's, it's almost like glass that way, right? Okay. So um, it's, it's very malleable when it's up to temperature and very forgiving as well. Um, you can't really make a mistake with it. Wow. Because if you, if you do, you can... Reheat it Start or, over. <laughs> and re- grind, grind mistakes. Some of my favorite uh, pieces that you have done are your horses. Yes. I love your horses. And were those, and, and the horses are more like just the out, outline it's, of the body. It's bodies. like an abstraction of a yeah. horse. Yeah. Like you can sort of pick up the lines and it's got really almost bent metal as the, the muscle tones. Yeah. And, now, yeah. Where did... Uh, well, again, was that just something? Okay, one day I'm going to make a horse. Yeah, <laughs> I like to challenge myself. You know, it's just it's um, y- you don't grow unless you challenge yourself. So that's that's just one of those things that uh, you need to try. What about um, the time capsule for City Hall? Because this was when the City Hall was built in 1992. 1992, yes. And you made what looks like a rocket ship. Yeah, so my thought on that, so I had just finished making a whole bunch of show card stands for um, uh, Edmonton City Centre or Edmonton Centre at the time. And so I was working with their marketing manager and they had this great idea to get together with the other four downtown centres to gift this to the city uh, as a 100th birthday present and uh, with the opening of the new City Hall. So my thought process was, well, we're celebrating the 100 years. Let's go back in time to, you know, 100 mm-hmm. years earlier and sort of come together with the design of what that time period would have thought the future looked like of 1992. So I came up with this. It's almost like a steampunk inspired before <laughs> yeah. there was steampunk. Um, Buck Rogers-esque sort of rocket ship that... Mm. Uh, is the time capsule. Is the time capsule. And when is that going to be open? Uh, 2092. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, good thing I'll, we have pictures. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be around. What do, what do you, what, how do you describe you and what sh- what you do? Are you a metal artist? Are you a... Uh, I, I'm not big on monikers, but... Um, yeah, artisan, blacksmith, metal artist, sculptor, they all work for me. Because I think when you think blacksmith, we think yeah, old school, old, ting, yeah, ting, ting, horseshoes. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. Although no. I suspect you could probably make a few. Yeah, I could probably make a few, but uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's funny because it, it, it's in my in my mind I kind of separate the two. There's the sort of the architectural side of the studio that does all the commercial work of the yeah. restaurants and the gates, and and then that allows <laughs> the the revenue to, <laughs> to to play more and to to you know experiment on the sculptural side. Slavo Czech joining me in studio this afternoon. The company name is Metallurges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Um, the website is metallurges.ca. We need to take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to talk to you about your favorite piece. And I don't if you notwithstanding the bi the bi it can't be the bison. Okay. Something other than the bison. And I also want to know about um, you know your love of Edmonton and, and why you chose to stay here. Oh, nice. Slavo Czech joins us in studio this afternoon. Um, I'm calling him a metal artist is what I am calling him and uh, that kind of covers it. Uh, the guy behind the, you know, is the idea for those Christmas trees on the Telus Tower, the the uh, horn at the Edmonton Eskimos game. That's all of his work. You've seen it all over in many restaurants. I think Vivo. Uh, 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 the hardware grill, the lighting, the chandeliers that have been there for 20, 21 years. I think Larry celebrated. That. That's all That's all of Slavo's work. Um, what is your favorite piece that you've made? Well, you know, it's interesting. And it's. I look back on it and it's really crude. Um, but I've kept the two pieces that were the very first pieces that I ever made. Mm-hmm. And they're functional pieces, and they sit in our backyard. And one is this oversized candelabra, <laughs> standing candelabra. <laughs> and the other one is a, a really cool metal-backed bench that is sort of almost shaped like a crown. Mm-hmm. So, they're, I mean, I look, look back and I cringe sometimes at, in terms of the finishing work. But they were they were sort of the, the pieces that are closest to my heart because just it sort of showed me that yeah it's possible to do. What I love about your work is it can be grandiose, it can be huge, it can be tiny. You're also doing um, you do some jewelry as well. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, I like in terms of the the jewelry. I, I like to make things look like they were from an archaeological dig. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it, it, that they <laughs> look like they've been in the dirt for a thousand years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just something that... I didn't wear my necklace today, no, but I'm I, proud to have <laughs> have, uh, have one of his necklaces, one of Slavo's necklaces. Yeah. Um, social media with you. Sorry, I'm, ju- I'm jumping all no, over no, the place. But so- social media with you um, has been very good. I mean, you're very good on it. Oh, thank you. I, I sometimes, Kathy shakes her head and she goes, like, that's an overshare. I think that's yeah, enough. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you, and how has that helped with the business at all? Uh, it's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, it's um, yeah, it's I've gotten a lot of commissions, like sculptural commissions, as a as just a putting it out there, putting, putting it out, out there. there. And I love because you had a, an open house at uh, at your studio studio yeah. workshop um, earlier this year and it was fascinating to go in and see where you work and all of the pieces because there's different is I don't I want to say different layers but you're you're it's it's so different there's like three specific different areas yeah, it's broken up into three yeah sort of three areas and uh, I, I think it was important like you know after 30 years of 
you know, just sort of toiling away and not really putting myself out there. I just thought it was important to sort of draw back the curtains and allow people in to it was amazing. see the process and see the space. And Well, I hope you do it again. Yeah, I'm thinking definitely not every year, but maybe every two years, like a Biennale. <laughs> <laughs> why Edmonton? Why, why have you stayed here? Uh, well, it's a wonderful place to to live. It's, um, you know, you, you sort of get roots here with family and um, like the studio that I'm in, mm-hmm. I built it with my dad. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's it's a really functional space for me. And really with, with the advent of technology, the, the work can be made anywhere and shipped anywhere. So I think it's, you know, if you're in a comfortable position where you are, um, yeah, the sculptures can be shipped all over the world, which they have, actually. Yeah, they yeah. are, on a regular basis. Uh, MentalUrges.ca is the website, Slava. We're so thrilled that your family decided to settle here so many years ago, and we're so thrilled um, and really, truly blessed, I think, as Edmontonians, that you were inspired by light on the CN Tower so many years ago. Thank you for lighting up the downtown or, or coming up with that idea again, the Telus trees. Uh, this time of year, you see it, and it's like... <gasps> It's Christmas time. It's winter in Edmonton, and when we have such long days, it's just this beautiful beacon uh, of light in the middle of the dark. So thank you so much for what you've done for the city, um, but for sharing it all with us as well. well thank you, Jalen. It's an honor to be a part of the fabric of this community. Thank you so much. Thank you. The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.